0: everyone i'm so excited to tell you about this podcast it's called the dk project but it's really the darren show the dk project is a radio show but without the radio so sit back buckle up and enjoy the rest let's go
1: welcome back to the dk project special podcast today i got bumped from a deal and now. I don't want to say I'm filling in, but I felt bad because I had lined some people up to be on a show and they, I got dogged. So therefore they got dogged. So now we're doing a podcast because they were scheduling me out to late in the late in December anyway, where this way I get them right now. So the DK project wins every time on the zoom with us today. We have got Jennifer Fields, author, field, no S author, no S podcaster. And we've got uh, Fred, who's, what do what, you got, three podcasts, dude?
2: Yes, I have three. Yes. Three
1: podcasts, author. The strange twist to this whole thing is these two do a podcast together. We think she might be in his basement. Nobody really <laughs> knows. And the reality of the whole thing is they've never met in real life. Is that a pandemic no, thing? Do you think when there's no pandemic, you guys might meet? Yeah, we
0: we no, actually. No, I think that would ruin it. No, no, we wouldn't. I don't want to. I don't, wanna, I don't want to meet Fred. Listen, no way.
2: She's being coy, but we plan on going to dinner with me, her, her husband, or to the casino or something, something debauchery. You know. So he's we planning can hide-
0: on letting me out of the basement at some point. Once yeah. he gets,
1: once he gets the skin suit made, he's going to let you out.
0: Right. One yeah.
1: I don't know. I've been
0: wondering why he's been giving me cake and all sorts of like candy and stuff. He's trying to like fatten me up a little bit so that the skin stretches and it's nice and subtle. Subtle.
1: It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. I think we might have the next book writing itself here.
2: Speaking of that, though, does anybody remember what size... He Buffalo Bill needed the girls to be in that what, like be, a
0: 14 or a 16, right?
2: 14.
1: I think they had to right. be an Illinois, 14. an Illinois three, which is about a 14. <laughs> and,
0: That's right. right. And an Illinois three is a 14. So,
1: wow. Why do you know that? Dude, you, I'm telling you. Yeah. You know what, Jennifer? You're, you're a
0: wealth of useless knowledge. Your
1: husband's a cop. So I'm feeling a lot safer, but otherwise I, you know, I might say, hey, look at a restraining order. I don't know. I don't know. Could get weird, but How, I, asked,
0: could I, could I get a restraining order from somebody I've never met
1: from the from the guy upstairs Restrain
0: from the mythical from, animal from wherever he is.
2: I don't know if she'd admit this. I don't know if she'd admit this, if it was true. I'm assuming I'm just going out on a limb that her husband has run me through to check me out to make sure I was safe for his wife. I'm assuming. Oh, I would
1: Oh, OK, so. All right. So, what says you, Jennifer? Is that something that happened? Did we run uh, Freddie through the
0: database? Well, I would have to say no, because I don't think that that's legal for any cop to do. So, oh. I would probably say he's never done that.
2: Why he can't just that's, check me out with it? not
0: without a reason. I don't think it. I don't think he can do that without an actual reason. Which means not, he I'm not it. saying that. That, that seems wouldn't. like the politically I'm correct not answer. That there's ways around it.
2: Yeah, because.
1: Way to narrow it down. I uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, what? Well, please, why don't you just hand over my address and phone number while you're yeah. at it? And if you'd like, I'll send you my oh. social security.
1: I, I well, you should
2: give that up. You don't want my social security.
1: Well, I it's one I, two three
0: four
1: five seven eight
0: nine ten. I <laughs> okay. I got one more. One more. One more. Uh, I think you got an extra digit needed. there.
1: What? Um. So so uh, tell the listeners now how did you guys meet? How did this come together that, that you guys don't even live in the same state? One of you is in Massachusetts and one of you is in Connecticut. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're in the same area, which is good, but how, how does this happen? How does, how does the, uh, connection get made for, uh, within, within the head of Fred? Is that what it is?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I lost a bet. Oh. I lost a bet. That that was the whole thing. Um It was a
1: charitable <laughs> contribution. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I completely lost a bet. And um I've got to to do 30 episodes with, within the head of Fred. Oh. So that's uh, that's how I'm sitting here.
1: That's the penalty, huh? Oh
0: yeah. It was steep.
1: I you know, I I there's some, I, I really think there's a book coming out of this. I, I, you know, I hope that er- everything ends up safe, but it seems like there could be a book here. So, so were you guys at like an author's convention or something like virtually with the pandemic? No. I mean, literally. No, like-
0: actually um, I was doing an interview with another podcast that he runs um, apostrophes. Um, I was their first guest for an author and you know, I was just so super awesome that he was like, "Hey, I have to have you on my podcast." Oh,
1: <laughs> we're getting the mediocre signal there. I, yeah, I right? okay. So now, how how what's Fred's side of the story? How how did this happen, Fred? So I had had other
2: co-hosts before, and we talked about this on our show, and none of them have ever lasted. I mean, if you listen to, within are you, the head of-
1: are you hard to deal with? <laughs> No, well, there,
0: I don't know if a little scratch marks uh, on the wall here. I think they escaped.
2: I'm not necessarily hard to deal with like Jennifer's consistent and she's there. The only thing I ask is that it's taken serious. And when I'm basically this is what I, the point I make is I'm the one paying for everything on my end through my podcasting company. All you have to do is show up. And I don't mean Jennifer, these other two that I had, yeah. all you have to do is show up give me some time, but they never put anything into it. They let me do everything. No marketing. No. Jennifer is the opposite. She's a writer. Anyway, none of these other two were writers. She comes in and she adds to it. She brings up ideas. Ah, That's nice. If I say something wrong, she calls me out. You heard it last night and it's a, you know, we can't say it's a a white, obviously she's a married woman. It's, I guess it's, siblings in yeah. a sense it's got a sibling rivalry I, I
0: would say that's a that's a fair analogy we're we're very much like siblings that um, have never met you know so I that's great step
1: siblings step siblings
2: i uh, and it's hard I, at the beginning it was difficult there we actually well i got called out for um, some of the sexuality that I would add into the program. And I had a few friends say, it sounds like you're, you know, I'm still a guy and obviously she's a beautiful woman. There's no doubt that there's a chemistry between us, but I was caught, I, I guess, I don't know if I was doing it. And she, did, she I don't, we could ask her after I, my friends all said, it sounded like I was hitting on her as we're doing the show. So I backed off that and I checked myself with that and made sure I wasn't. I don't recall like nothing conscious, put it that way.
1: So I checked. No, myself. I
0: think I think it was part of the banter back and forth that we had. I mean, it's, you know, we I don't know. I, there's no there's no sexual tension. So it's like you can just say whatever you want. Like, I, I'm just like one of the guys, I guess. I just happen to have boobs.
1: Yeah. Ah, Good yes. Boobs mm-hmm.
2: too. She's got nice boobs.
1: See, that's a lot right there
2: yeah and the, I
0: don't, the boob, boobs are half the
2: battle and I, it, I don't just say that about any of my sisters
1: <laughs> 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 yeah the point yeah clarify that i uh i yes. think i think i think it, it works well uh as we were alluding to i was on their podcast yesterday which is going to be coming out soon and uh we had a good time we uh we went over some uh madness and uh and uh we're going to we're probably going to release these about the same time so it'll be just blasted out there you'll uh, get more than enough of all of us and uh be happy to spread the word to all your friends double dose is what we're going to call it it's a double feature um so tell me a little bit Jennifer about your book writing you've got some pretty i mean one of the covers looks like me on the, i don't know if it's my twin or what yeah,
0: I- but- I, I, you are almost dead on as a twin. It's amazing.
1: It, it's real, you know. As long as we're on the 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 sibling uh, theme here, it is possibly somebody uh, that looks a lot like me. I'm trying to pull the cover up as we speak here, but I so so you write. Tell me, tell me about what you're writing. How long you've been doing it? How'd you get into it? You know the routine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've been writing for about five years. I've got two full series out right now. I've got my very first series, which was the Harbinger series. Um, I write paranormal romance, so it's like um, Fifty Shades of Grey with teeth. Wow. I guess that's I guess that's the best way to look okay.
1: at okay. it. Okay, okay. Pause there. So five years ago, you're working at your corporate career, and you decide, "Hey, I think I want to be a writer." Have you always been a writer? Like always interested in? No. Okay, because like I no, can't write I, shit. No, I, I
0: wasn't always a writer.
1: I'm a talker, not a writer. So
0: yeah, I mean, I I I started writing and. I just really wanted to tell a story. I was reading a lot of books and some were good, some were bad, and I was getting into a lot of indie authors. um, And a common problem that I found with a lot of indie authors is there's a great story, but it's poorly edited. So I was like, I'm going to write this story, and and I had made it a conscious effort early on that if I was going to write, then I was going to sink the money into editing. And that's what I did. So I, I wrote books. I wrote great stories, and had an editor that was phenomenal who just made them better. So that's a. So yeah, you know, that's okay. So so
1: now you've you know you're at the point where you're okay. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to dump my money into editing. Should I write romance novels? Should I write a western? How about paranormal <laughs> romance? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, paranormal's wow. hot right now. Um, well,
0: I, I write what I, I write what I read. So I mean, that's, I read a lot of paranormal. I enjoy it. I always have. So that's what I went with. I was like, I, I, I write other things too. I don't just stick with paranormal, but it's really hard for me to write something that's not because I always want to, um, with paranormal, I can do whatever I want. I make my own world. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't have to. I don't have to have any of the constraints of what's going on. If I kill somebody off, if I want to bring them back, I can. It's you know, they, they can come back. I cut off my I cut off a guy's head in my end of my first book and I brought him back three books later.
1: Is it, so it's kind of like the J.R. Ewing situation where he's not exactly <laughs> dead.
0: So very so much. right. never when you have never a series.
1: Is that like, so a series means all of these books are in the same world per se. And, and then some of the characters, you know, obviously pop in, pop out, heads off, heads on, whatever. And, and. Right. So are both of the series, how do you say that? Are they similar or is it like completely different?
0: So both of my series take place in the same world. So my first series is the Harbinger series, and that is um, that actually has to be read in order. So you have book one and you have to read straight through through book five. Um, you've got to read them in order to get the whole story. Um, and I've kind of left everybody hanging on that. I've got one more book that's due out, which is going to be Rise of the Queen, which hopefully will be out. I don't know. Sometime in the next millennia. How long does it take you to <laughs> Whenever write one? I can get around to it.
1: <laughs> How long does it take to write one?
0: It, for me it takes me about uh, if there's a pandemic, it takes me three months. no problem at all. might be in
1: luck. There's a pandemic raging. Okay.
0: Pan, pan, adep, pandemic actually worked well for writing. Um, I got you know a lot of writing done. but I'm normally it takes me about six months to write a, a full a full novel. and I write full novels. so they they're three 400 page books. so they're not <sighs> they're not short stories.
1: So then, so, and, and I believe me, I'm, I just started reading like a year ago. Like I, I didn't, and that sounds really bad from some of my age, but I have dyslexia really bad. So there's my excuse. Um, and, uh, but now for my, for my voiceover career, I had to, you know, I could read, but like read, read, and then, and then reading out loud, like reading, uh, off of like a teleprompter whole nother game. But anyway, so once you have your 400 pager and you slide that over to the editor, they go through the whole thing, and uh, and clean it up, punctuation, grammar. Chop it apart. Really?
0: <laughs> yeah, it come it comes back looking like your worst fifth grade um, spelling test with red marks throughout the whole thing oh, and no comments shit. on the side. So they don't just fix you it. Hold your breath when you open it.
1: Oh, they don't fix it. Yeah. They just notate
0: it. Oh yeah. No, you go through and fix it. It's, it's um. so you go through from top to bottom again, by time you, have by time you're finished and you're publishing your book, you've read it probably 10 times and you're sick of it. You, oh. you just want to get rid of it and get it, get out of it.
1: Oh wow. That on. is crazy. I, uh, yeah. I, I'm, like I said, I'm not a, I'm, I'm getting better at reading. Actually, I'm reading a book right now, which I told you guys yesterday about the, my pillow guy. And I get so pissed off because the guy makes such bad decisions that just infuriates me and I, then I can't sleep. So I'm going to have to pick one of these babies up. But they're named like after people, right? Why can't I find them on my thing? Yeah, so my
0: new series, my new series is the Blood Angel Chronicles. Um, So again, it's paranormal. It is um, a new take on vampires. So uh, basically what I did is I took a bunch of archangels and they've fallen. So they're fallen angels and they are the spawn of the vampire race
1: the spawn of the vampire
0: the spawn race spawn of the vampire Ooh. race
2: can I, like I can I chime in for a moment with,
1: please do I well, thought maybe with, you I thought maybe you uh left
2: with two things one when so, just so Jennifer knows anything you want of Jennifer's if you go to Fred Fredheads.com you could find Jennifer there at fredheads.com freddhead
1: Cross <laughs> crosspromotion.com
2: Go to FredHeads.com. You can find all our podcasts. You can find everything written by sweet Jennifer. But what I really want to say was as she was speaking, she reminded me of something because I haven't seen her promote books since the first time we met. One of the reasons that attracted me to Jennifer as a co-host was she didn't know me at all when we were doing that podcast. And during the interview, she's talking about her book. And I said, I know. I read it. And she said, "I didn't even think you could read." That was her, re- <laughs> and that's when I fell in love with her.
1: My God!
2: From a co-host, that's the banter that was—that <laughs> was the natural reaction of her to me, without knowing me at all. It's. Do you remember that?
0: Just tell it like it is, it Fred. Sounds... I just tell it like it is.
2: But you remember saying that?
0: I oh, I completely remember saying it. I, I absolutely. I remember saying it. I yeah. think.
1: Uh, I, I so so. Fred, obviously. Uh, Fred Management Inc. <laughs> How? Uh, uh, what did you think of the book? Like what? Like honestly? Like you know, it's just Her us. Folks? We're, it's just us talking. Yeah. What did you think? Like, are you a paranormal guy? Yeah.
2: I know. Well, I, I, I written, know you probably dig the romance one, part. I've written one paranormal, so I do enjoy paranormal. From that. I'm not into the romance genre as much as she is, but that's just different tastes. I don't go that way with my reading or choices, with but sex. I don't. Right.
0: Because, I know plenty of are people. A rom-com guy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love it in movies. Oh, I love romantic comedies. Love them. I, uh, but Jennifer's first book. I read her first book in the new series. I didn't read the mm-hmm. second one completely yet but I don't read as much as I used to, but she's a very good author. She's extremely talented. She's different than me, which is perfect because I don't sell books at all, but she, her description. Like if her and I were writing together, it would be very easy to see what I wrote and what she wrote. She's very descriptive. She gives more details than I give and i write like it's a movie she writes like it's a book she's a proper author i'm a and piece you of do
1: crap. you do pop-up books
2: <laughs> yes i'd like to there's probably more money
1: in it
0: i think i think i should do pop-up books i think a pop-up romance book is the way to go
1: hey now yeah, well. <laughs> hey now and on that note
0: a couple of those cover models that i've got going on I have a little pop-up book i think there'd be i i think those things would just be selling like hotcakes
1: You know what? Those guys that look like that, nah, pop a book, no good. No good. They're vapid. They're a bunch of vapid. I I, I I don't don't even know what that means. What does vapid mean? For the DK
2: Project listeners, vapid means offering nothing that is stimulating or challenging. I don't, I'm not a, that's another difference between us. I won't spend money for a cover. I refuse to put a model on a cover and spend that kind of money.
1: Aren't you writing kids' does... books?
2: Yeah, but I make my own covers.
1: Or <laughs> well, I hope you know, so. I... If you put that dude on your cover, you're going to jail. <laughs> but,
2: but that's the difference in the genres. The genre, Her genre demands this yeah. because... It's this is what it's filled with her her readers, the people she's reaching for are looking for that romance with this guy on the cover. She's selling the cover, which is the most important part of a book, honestly, is the cover because a bad book with a great cover will outsell a great book with a bad cover every
0: day. Yeah, they'll buy they'll buy just for the cover model. I mean, I've got I've seen people who will buy. You know the, the first cover model that I had on on the first new series and this new series is the, the first series that I've I've actually um, not had pre-made covers. So previous I had pre-made covers, they're beautiful covers, but they weren't custom done. So the covers that I have for this series are custom covers. Um, I've purchased the photos for the models, and you know, so that's very exclusive to that particular book and everything. So the first model that I had on was Stuart Reardon and I mean, there are people who will go and just buy anything that he's
1: on. Well, and I got to think that, I mean, when these people, I'm guessing more female than male are buying these. And I'm guessing when they're checking out at the, at the, at the, at the grocery store and they slide that on the, on the, on the belt, doesn't it kind of like, like when guys have to go buy a Playboy or something? I mean like, Hey, I know what you're up to here. You know what I mean?
2: No shame. They don't have the shame. There's no shame involved in it with the romance. Does this This guy have
1: tattoos in, in like in his FUPA there? No,
0: no, no. He's got, those are, those are screaming fans. If you're looking at that book. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are screaming fans at the ends because he's a rock star. So those are actually fans. If you look at it, it's actually a concert.
2: All her videos are available at within the head of Fred YouTube channel.
1: <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna teach her how to market Fr- everything at once. Copyrighted it by in the head by Fred and uh, Bob Ricky Bobby Inc. <laughs> Dude, that's too funny. Now tell us about your books, Fred. What you write? You write different stuff, right? Like, like not uh, just yeah, one I, genre. I'm not locked
2: in. I'm not locked into a genre. I've written thrillers, I've written um, paranormal romance, I've written crime, I'm working on a crime book now, amongst other things, and I've my most successful series is a young, I, I don't know, middle school, middle school readers are my most, my biggest seller, and that's The Adventures of Left Eye Lazy, and it's a semi-autobiographical It's my life fictionalized. So I I just took my childhood and changed some things. Basically, it's based on the truth.
1: So do they cartoon those then? Or what do you got?
2: No, no, they're all written. No cartoons except for the covers. The covers sometimes. Oh, so they're actually like, they're
1: uh, they're not like kids, kids books. They're like reading books, read.
2: Yeah, it's all middle school. I would say my kids are aging with each book, I'm putting them in different grades with each book. So I, I plan to run it right through high school. So it will get racy. They will deal with relationships, but I write very differently in the sense of I'm not a, one of my lead characters is lives with his grandparents because I don't say it out loud necessarily, but I make little I, I show it that his mother is a addict and he's living with his grandparents. I don't come out and say she's an addict. I just say she's getting help for something. And I let people read between <laughs> the lines of that. Nice. Now, my mother wasn't an addict in real life and that's part that's fictionalized. I said it in the town I actually grew up and I grew up in Woodmont, Connecticut, but it's called Woodmont Falls. I put it real school teachers in there with their permission. I And I, I make some true things and some are just lies. And I made a nice, happy story about living, but I let them deal with death and dying. I let them deal with possible drug addiction, um, crushes, falling in love with your first Damn. girl.
1: Damn, Fred, going like deep.
2: That. I'm a deep man.
1: So, I'm so deep. is that your is that your hottest selling uh, product?
2: It it is currently. My first book did very well, Emily Anonymous, and that was a girl that may or may not have killed herself you don't know until the end and that book did very well I started I started sooner a a little earlier than her I guess um she was you started what year did you start Jen uh
0: 2015
2: yeah so I wrote I released Emily in 2008 and I was a script writer before that I was writing movies primarily and I blew out my knee. I was sitting in front of my computer, couldn't exercise, couldn't get up. And I just said, I'm going to write a book. And I wrote a book. And
1: really, I don't know. Yeah. And
0: so that's what I did. I just wrote a book.
1: Just wrote a book. I just wrote a book. You know, why not just throw a book out? Today's restaurant spotlight is ham sandwich shop located in Plymouth, Minnesota. This place is the greatest lunch spot. They also do a ham. You can go get like real food, specialty meats. They do catering. They got a pretty sweet menu. You can find them at hamsshop.com. Otherwise, give them a call. You can reach them by phone at 952-591-0494. They're located at 14200 Wayzata Boulevard, Minnetonka, Minnesota, right at the intersection of 494 and 394 on the northeast corner. Make sure you go over there and support them. Great lunch spot, but make sure you uh, try the soups. The soups are amazing. So Good people over there. Get over there and give them some support during this pandemic when uh, we're all trying to make ends meet. Special thanks this year to our sponsor, Grady Restoration. If you have any kind of home improvement insurance restoration needs, give them a call at 952-472-1570. If you've got uh, construction projects, you know, everybody's sitting around with their honey to-do list. And even though you've got uh, a lot of time because of the pandemic, you still shouldn't do home improvement projects. Some of us just aren't cut out to do that kind of stuff. So you need to call the good folks at Grady Restoration. They've got years and years and years of experience, and they can handle any project, big or small. And if you're not sure if you have insurance damage from hail, from water, from wind, fire, could be anything, give them a call. They'll come out, take a look, complimentary, and let you know whether you've got a case or not. And for those of you who've got some construction projects, they're happy to help with those also. Give them a call at 952-472-1570 or look them up on the web at GradyRestoration.com.
2: That's the deal. That's the deal I make with these because there is another co-host with my other one and she splits it with me on this, but we utilize it much more. Jennifer doesn't utilize this like we do, me and the other co-host.
1: Oh, okay. I okay. have a
0: secret podcast at jenniferfield.com if you go there now That's
2: author jenniferfield.com you. if you're gonna, if, <laughs> you're gonna if you're gonna say a web address say your web address author and that'll take you to fredheads.com which will show you my podcast within the head of Fred apostrophes writer series <laughs> and the cinephiles flashback
1: I... subscribe Love the pl- shameless plugs that constantly come out of him. He's a little marketing machine, which is good. We need that.
0: Yeah, it's good. He's a self marketer. I like it. Good, I, I'm just going to carry tactic. him around with me. Well,
1: it doesn't sound like you have to. It sounds like uh, he's just handling it.
2: Tell so my tell my parents do it when they decide to say hello to me.
0: I, I thought you might just get a new kid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they they uh, uh so so uh jennifer have you read any of of fred's books
0: no i have not read any of fred's books
2: she not, barely not listens wine. she doesn't even listen to the podcast she's on i
0: Where? don't even listen to you fred what am i why would i read a book from you
1: why where's your commitment to the team I mean, he's paying yeah, for the Zoom Yeah, there's no I in team,
0: is there? It's uh, it's a it's a harsh lesson that I've got to learn, and you know, and I and I think I've learned my lesson. I have not that I'm going to read anything. Um, you know, I've I'm still trying to write out my books.
2: See, Jennifer. One thing Jennifer is, she's on all the time. Her her switch is flipped all the time, but That's she good. also doesn't have to, she does not have the confidence that she should have that I believe she should have. I even pumped Story her up. Story of my
0: me. life, Fred. Story of my life. Well,
2: I'm, I am her cheerleader. So I'm here to tell you live on the air, I root for this woman every minute of every day. If I could sell books for her, I will sell books for her. I am marketing, marketing, marketing. I want to see her happy. I want to see her shine because she's my friend. You're my friend, Jennifer Field.
0: You're my friend, Fred Carroll. See? What a That's your
1: name, right? Fred yeah. Carroll? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You got the, the, it. I don't even know what to say. I, I I'm I'm very rarely speechless, but I. It's yeah. mushy.
2: It's mushy. It's it's a real friendship that never met.
0: Fred, Fred's Vijay is showing it again.
2: Yep. I'm much more emotional. I'm much more emotionally con- um confident than she is. The but part, she shows it.
1: The part that's so surprising to me is that you guys met last Saturday. Man, <laughs> it seems like he
0: basically, it
1: seems like he hit it off right away. Yeah, right away. It's incredible.
2: But I, it I, that's so, been under a year, under a year.
1: So, you guys yeah. uh, do the what is it? In the head of Fred,
2: within within, within the, the head, head of, Fred.
1: of Fred, and that's been going on now. Now, Fred, you did it with another co host for a while, and now you've brought Jennifer in to say, Yeah, we're, the just, day.
2: we're just finishing our second season. Um, this month, obviously, and January 1st, we're going to kick off our third season with our suicide prevention week and move forward from there. We try to do once once a year, we try to be do or I think we do a lot of good anyway with our comedy. I think we are teaching people through our comedy. We use comedy as a tool, put it that way. And we're both very, we have compassion. We care about people, but most important, we care about ourselves. So it's a selfless, selfish promotion. That's what it is.
1: (laughs) That's within the head with Fred,
2: (laughs) but the cinephiles flashback is our newest. one. So what does that one do now? So the cinephiles flashback podcast is a, the tagline right now is we take one year, one movie and one crazy discussion between Jennifer and I. So basically, she picks all the movies because you could tell if you go read them, they all suck. So Jennifer picked most of them. She's really sure. bad at picking movies. But then we do the research. We do a really fun opening. I mean, I have a blast editing it. ed That's a tough one for me.
0: Ed, I, don't, I still don't understand this editing that you keep talking yeah. about. I don't get she it. She doesn't
2: know what editing is.
0: Who is Ed and why? why are you keep talking about him? I don't get it. So with the I do movie, absolutely none of it um,
1: <laughs> with well, the, he's the one who pays you know for what, the zoom contract. Why wouldn't he do all <laughs> the editing?
2: You know how comfortable I am doing zoom. I tried to mute Jennifer just now and I realized I'm on your zoom and I can't even mute her. I was trying and I couldn't do it. Oh,
1: you so know what? I, uh, I rarely mute anybody. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't mute anybody. Cause I don't even know how to do that. Uh, and, and now I'm gathering that you can't mute other people other than me, the administrator. Uh, I can mute anybody?
2: Yeah, you could mute me and her in the right top corner. Oh, It'll man, say,
1: look at this. Of my you
0: have picture. the power, Darren. You have I, you the know power. What? I'm the thinking with,
1: with, with another minute of looking, I would have figured that out. I could do it. I could do you it. Could. So uh, what was your most recent topic on Cinephiles?
2: Big Fish.
0: No. Well, yes. Yeah. But no.
2: Yeah.
1: Because well, that's your the, re- that's the most, is,
0: most recent release.
2: Most recent release is Big Fish, but her and I recorded last night, and we did Galaxy Quest last oh, night.
1: Oh, that's right. You were telling me that. Galaxy. And that comes
2: out every Wednesday. That's out. And you can find that at FredHeads.com also.
1: <laughs> you know what? Next time we do a podcast, we're going to play a drinking game. And every well, time... I-
0: I'm down with the drinking game. Fred doesn't really drink all that much.
1: Anytime Fred gives a shameless plug about himself, we're going to drink.
0: So so who's going to be the designated Zoomer? Because it can't be either you or I, because <laughs> we'll be
1: dead. It'll have to be me. Well, and and with we, we're we not comfortable with you having the muting powers. Galaxy yeah, Quest. Uh, yeah,
0: we've, uh, we've determined that. He cannot be able to mute.
1: No, totally unfair. Galaxy Quest was one of those movies where, like, I don't know, not my thing. I,
2: it's her thing. It's her thing. I watched it again today. It's, I understand the premise of it is better than the movie.
1: Did they show the what's her name's is uh, genius, but chesticles in that one? Say that again? Did they show, is it Sigourney Weaver? Is that her name?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sigourney yeah. Weaver is in it. Did um, they Alan show Rickman's her upfronts on that? On that? Alan is in it. <laughs>
1: Tim
2: Allen.
0: Tim Allen.
1: Yeah, but it's, but but, but, but it, did they show her uh, topless in that?
0: No. Oh no 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 it's no, a it's a, PG, it's a PG rated movie.
1: Oh yeah. No, I thought maybe, but I no, it must have been a different space movie I was looking at.
2: Who really wants to see Sigourney Weaver topless anyway? Well, and I'm,
1: I'm I'm looking at like a like a image thing on the on the Google. And you know, it looks like she's got it pretty well racked out in the uh, little jumpsuit yeah, but, thingy.
2: Well, that's great, but I mean, let's be honest: great actress, not the prettiest girl or anything. No. Nothing.
1: Where'd she go? Is she falling off the face of the earth?
2: No, she's doing. I believe she's in the new Ghostbusters coming out. I believe.
1: Yeah, so she's out of work. She doesn't. She doesn't have well, a job.
0: I, next I don't next think she, week she's uh, going to be on within the head of Fred, and you can listen right. to that.
1: <laughs> At Fred' head. Boy, I like that.
0: That's that, that I, you, oh, man.
2: We should do that. We should do that way. I like how it just shuts off and you disappear. I don't got to sit around and bullshit with you afterwards. Yeah. There's no
0: cuddling after. There's nothing. It's, it's Me, great. You know
2: what, uh, Darren? You would go crazy after we. After we record
0: for like two nine hours. hours more ago
2: for two hours after we record, we talk for like an hour after that just yeah. talk like two little schoolgirls and had a sleepover
1: I uh <laughs> I don't know I don't know it's unique my, I don't know what to think it's uh, It's be- it's, a, it's better than my marriage was It's a strange <laughs> situation you people have not that there's anything yeah. wrong with that.
2: No, it's unique. I'll tell you that. It's hard to explain. Easy to tell you in private and stuff. It's hard to explain, but she also has, part of it is, because this was the problem with the other host. part of it is her husband is a great guy who does not take any of this serious. He's not a jealous man, and he's not threatened, obviously, by me. And she says that's just who he is. But the other ones... You know, she has open forum to any problem Jennifer has. If she doesn't like something I said, she's more than welcome to come to me in private and say, let's not talk about that again. Because there is, we do have things. beats me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There are things that we don't talk about because Jennifer asked me not to talk about them. And, but that That's was on my podcast not on yours she never said on your podcast <laughs> I couldn't talk about that
1: tear the cap off it let's hear it let's hear the gush no,
2: I, I wouldn't
0: yeah, yeah her. I got nothing I, I'm,
1: I'm an not open book her. i I got nothing going on man i uh I think that uh this turned out for the best that uh that other event tonight I don't know what would have happened there I was strange but did you see there wasn't a lot of people watching it at any given time so
2: no, I think, listen, it's a great idea that she came up with um, Tina to do an award show type thing. Because I guess if you would bought a ticket, you also get to go to, like, educational events to learn how to podcast, uh, stuff like that.
1: I and, didn't even know it was an award show. Is it an award show?
2: Oh, uh, I saw a post that they gave the top 20 podcast of the year came out that Oops. voted on by then. I, I already told. Uh, we did not win.
0: We were twenty-one. It was fine.
2: Yeah. We did not win. Did I win? No, you did, did not. Did you
0: win, see my name did. on there?
2: No, I did not see your name on there.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I yeah, I'm hoping it works. I'm sick and tired of uh, trying to schedule co-hosts around, trying to schedule guests and and put the show together. So we uh, we've hit a we've hit a nice little stride. I've got a I've got a go-to in the clutch guy if I need it, and then I've got a guy who. Uh, is also very good, but he's um, the uh, the equipment guy for your favorite Vikings team, and uh, so like during football season he's out. So it's just you know any little weird oddity that could come uh, seems to always hit. So it's strange, but uh, I'm having fun with it. I, I you know, and I n- I never you know when I get to number one it'll be fine, but I don't you know I'm never planned yeah, on that.
2: We strive to. Uh, that's my goal is to always. Jennifer and I try to do a better show than last show every week,
0: regardless of how many are,
2: regardless of who's listening, I'm always trying to produce it better. I'm trying to come up with better guests, whatever, just to make it better. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person.
1: I am fun to be with. You should, is, you should hold up your motivational calendar right now. Is that what it says on today's page? No. Make today better though. than yesterday. Work on a better Just podcast. Be better than
2: yesterday. Yeah. Be the best Just version of yourself. Just keep going. That's people, my sign off. Be the people best people version like you. of yourself.
1: I, I I think it's an interesting dynamic, and and I'm I'm digging that you guys are having so much fun. What's What's on the horizon for the book world? Obviously, we know Jennifer's got to finish one. Are you Are you in the middle of one, uh, Fred?
2: I am in the middle of several. You're
1: writing a screenplay too, right?
2: Yeah, I have two screenplays going right now. I have The Summer of 87, which is about me. 87 is my favorite year ever. Is there
1: anything you do that's not about you?
2: (laughs) (laughs) FredHeads.com No, it's about my life as a teenager because I loved 1987 so I made a fictional story around me hanging out at the mall and stuff like that. But Oh, that, please, be-
0: please tell me that you've got that picture That you're just going to put it in the book
2: No <laughs> no. He,
0: he had this picture on Facebook That was him At like how old were you like 15 Yeah Like long haired, scraggly looking little kid With a guitar or a drum kit Or whatever the hell he had so, I don't know, Some musical instrument in a band a bass,
2: a bass guitar
0: A bass guitar
2: I should add 15 years old on stage with Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax, all the bands back then. And I was 15 when I recorded my first album. What? 15 years old. And it sucked.
1: Oh were they were you doing covers?
2: No, all original music. Speed metal. It's speed metal. You hit the E and you scream into a microphone.
1: But you weren't actually on stage with those folks. Were you no, just in your no, head. No, no,
2: no. O- opening up for them. You like being an opening act a band but they were nobodies
1: like, really were you in the 19- parking
2: lot fucking 1984 <sighs> you know i'm old i'm an old
1: guy those are real bands though
2: yeah they are they were successful i'm not i'm on your show
1: somebody made a bad decision <laughs> somewhere so do you still slap somewhere the base every now vocational and again occasional
0: decisions he needs to like make sure that he like looks back at and says don't do that again
2: yes
1: did you do you do you still slap the bass around every once in a while or what?
2: No, now <laughs> I've reverted more. If I do anything musical, it's usually lyrical first, but
1: you gotta, you, you gotta turn your new mic up. You think? Yeah, you think she's you think? coming. Yeah, oh oh yeah. get, she's coming in maybe a maybe lot hotter than you are. To
2: maybe I gotta get closer. Get in. Get in there.
1: Um, so so say that again. You don't play the bass? What are you doing?
2: I will play acoustic guitar or my kids are both piano players. Nice. I prefer the piano now over any instrument from a writing standpoint.
1: Nice. Yeah,
2: I don't do much. Skin flute, yeah. Every now and then. Jesus.
1: They uh uh but they uh when when can we expect to see 1987 in on the big screen?
2: Well, I've shopped it, I've, I've done marketing events and stuff, and I've been talking with, I deal with, from time to time, I deal with Netflix. At one point, they owned a few of my books and optioned, I, I deal in options, and that's just a movie term where they buy your script for a year and then come back and tell you to half off, but they pay for it.
1: Yeah, but eventually something will come together, right?
2: Um, there's some guys in Hollywood that never sell them. I mean, they sell scripts and they make a living selling scripts that never get made. There's millions of scripts that are sitting on somebody's desk. Really? Not being made. Is it like real money? Yeah, Yeah. Well, once you're in the union, once you're in the writer's union, and I'm currently out of the writer's union because I haven't sold anything in seven years. You have to sell something every year to stay in the union. But when I was in the WGA, the Writers Guild, you get scale. So scale for a script is $15,000. You know, the option. Now, I didn't get 15,000 when I optioned. I've optioned seven in my life, seven movie scripts in my life. But I didn't get I negotiated one of them. I got $100 for and the highest I got was five thousand.
1: I would recommend you don't do your own negotiations going forward. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Not
1: your strong suit. The problem is more of a marketing they, guy.
2: <laughs> because they, <laughs> yeah, right. Because they have the power to decline. You, your point is to get it in their hands and see what they, the guys with the money, could do with it. They can't do anything without including you. So they just own the rights to it for a year, uh, and then it just reverts. But The same script could sell a hundred times. If you live a hundred years, you could option it a hundred times. Yeah. I've optioned the same script four times and made money off it. And it still has never been made because it's quite on I won't tell you the title in case it ever does get made, but it's not good. It's not my best work.
1: I, um, I think that I may have identified who's going to play you. In the nineteen eighty seven role. Who? Let's see if let's who? see if I can make this magic happen.
0: Who would play what Fred? The
1: fuck. Can you hear that? Yeah. What's
0: going on? Have a sheet.
1: Christopher from the Ray. Sopranos. Dominic. I know you don't know me, but uh
0: Yeah, you're the guy who uh broke in the
2: stool that time huh? stole all those pork loins.
1: Stole all those pork Yeah,
2: coins. But that's not
1: why I'm here today. <laughs> that's Fred right there.
2: I'll take it. I'll hey, take it.
1: His his real name is Michael Imperioli, and that is your guy. I'm telling I, you, you you get him to smoke a, a pack of Marlboros and then play the 1987 role, and you're done.
2: Yeah, but he's he's like 60 years old. So what? 1987. Yeah. I was 17.
1: Oh, maybe he'll just have to do the voice then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe that's was, the, maybe that's the missing link. Maybe it's a cartoon. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe this isn't Benjamin Button. Maybe maybe it should be a cartoon. He's
0: not in nineteen eighty seven. Fred was like
1: thirty.
0: Yeah. Sorry, no big deal. He's
1: Still uh, in- is he that old? I'm looking now. I'm curious.
2: Well, he's got a, he's older than me.
1: Well, he's older than fifteen. I know that. Uh, fifty four.
2: Yeah, so he's he's up there. Well, if what about Jennifer? Do what? How great. old? How old do you think Jennifer is? if you had to guess that's
0: a loaded question you can't do that yes i can yeah you can't yeah that's a i own that's a hard question there's that's a no win question fred it really
2: is can he guess can he guess your age (laughs) do i gotta ask your permission when i'm on other people's podcasts
0: i think so no you can you i don't care
2: yeah she don't give a shit Let's, I'm going to tell you anyway, so let, she knows it.
0: He, right? He's going he's gonna to tell you. He's going to tell you anyway. He's going to. How add old 10 do you years.
2: think Jennifer is? I'm and don't me. fucking. She's got a husband. She doesn't need you buttering up her ego.
1: Uh, I, I got no, Fred I, for that. I was trying to cheat, but you don't have a Wikipedia. Listen to me. I
0: don't have a Wikipedia. Like you don't have a Wikipedia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I gotta I am go. I'm not
0: Wikipedia worthy. Um, you know,
1: I don't know. I would say you're somewhere between perfect 20 and 59 i don't know <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> i am between 20 and 59 you are dead he's good
1: you know he... somebody used to work at the carnival you should, do, you should do that at
0: a carnival yeah
1: if this podcast thing doesn't work out i you know i had to have something to fall back on i don't know i'm guessing you're 40 something but
0: yeah yeah you I'm know 48
1: with i'll to- oh, see with today's te- I,
0: I prefer to call it 30 18 but you know you can do whatever you want
1: there's that is nice. You know what? My wife will be four. Maybe she is forty-eight. No, she'll be forty-eight this year. We're going with thirty-eighteen. 18. Yes. I'm so you go with 30, 18, 30,
0: I got. I'm trying to figure out the fifty kind of a thing because I go with 30, 18. It, it, it. People just are like, oh, 38, and that's all they hear.
1: Well, you got. While we're, while
2: we're here talking about this, what, Jennifer, what is Fred, I Fred, like seventy. Have you seen Gen- Jennifer? Have you seen his wife?
1: He's like an old saddlebag.
2: Oh, you got to go scan through his Facebook. He's got a looker for a wife.
1: Oh, really? God, I, I never see. I, hey, now.
2: Really? I said, I said looker, by the way. Looker. No, no, no. I didn't say, I, you know what? I didn't say hooker for a wife. She, looker,
1: looker. She has never come up on the podcast. She never, you know, I, she's always the, the co pilot or the boss. I never you know bring her into it but i guess yeah if you wanted to you could find a picture of her and yes she is a looker i I, i've thought that from the beginning that but she's yeah probably in it for the money i don't know
2: (laughs) Uh, well no she's in it for the money she's in it for the ice cream
1: it's her ice cream store well
0: who wouldn't be in it for the ice cream i mean hell i'd be in it for
1: the ice cream in minnesota uh, yeah i got i got lucky she's a great gal and she's uh i get good kids i'm I'm,
0: is is she the blonde chick
1: Probably, actually, there yeah. shouldn't there shouldn't be another chick in there. If there is, let's not talk about it.
0: Well, yesterday.
1: I should say that
2: yesterday, Darren was my ex wife's birthday, and I wanted to wish her a happy birthday because without her, without her in my life, when we were married and stuff, I had I didn't have any religion in my life when I before that <laughs> I saw your post. <laughs> you like that huh? oh once,
1: and you know what that no steve joiner posted that yeah
2: did you oh yeah he did that's great did you hear jennifer he, he goes i want to wish my ex-wife a happy birthday because without her i didn't have any religion in my life and once i left her i knew there was a hell you know oh, or my something, God. Like, yeah, something <laughs> like that right it was well done that's awesome it sounds Our like buddy- something
1: that Fred's ex-wife would be saying probably on a daily basis.
2: You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised, Darren. I am, I am a Jennifer. How do you say it? I am a, uh,
0: you're, you're going to make somebody a great wife someday. That's pretty much how I would say it.
2: I have raised I mean, all my cook, children clean. on my own. I raised all my children. I have a 20 year old daughter. She, she's never home, but,
0: And she's 20. What is she? What is 20? Nobody.
1: What does she think of Jennifer living in your basement? Or doesn't Um, she know?
2: She'd have to go down there and she's not going down in the basement. That would.
1: Good thinking. Good thinking.
0: He only lets me out of the cage for podcasts. That's the only time he ever lets me out.
2: (sighs) Yep. I do her hair, her makeup.
1: See, he's always going to go too far.
2: <laughs> i do it all
0: that's not creepy at all Fred. Oh, not yeah. even a little bit
1: i i uh where he already
2: said he always has to go too far
1: where's where's
0: <laughs> one more step
1: where's my uh here it is I'll throw that in there i uh that,
0: that is exactly my life
1: boy i tell you uh <laughs> She she goes to bed and asks the husband if she can have the gun on her side tonight.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, <I> do. <laughs> yeah, now now that he knows where I live.
1: Hey, did you guys have any of that rioting and shit in your town there, Jennifer?
0: No. So no, we so have nothing here.
1: He doesn't she have any of the round the, the no. clock ugly crap that we had here in Minneapolis.
0: No, no, we're we're a small, quiet town, so there's not a whole lot going on. I mean, we do have Springfield, Massachusetts, across the river, um, so there there can be some unsavory types coming across, but for the most part, pretty you know, pretty sleepy bedroom kind of town.
2: Nice. And we had not a lot going on. Nothing in my town, but I live I live right outside New Haven, and it was mellow, but there was a lot of marches and stuff like that. But yeah. think of who was to blame for this. Minnesota.
1: Well yeah. No, <laughs> no, They're no, 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 no. No, no, no. no, But, no, no. but you yeah. know what? Um, they uh actually I was interviewing Larry Hankin from uh Seinfeld and Friends. Yeah, when, he's interesting, when, huh? When yeah, he was great. He's a good dude. Um and and he he like had his he lives on like in Santa Monica or something and he's got his condo door open and it's just so loud. You hear motorcycle. Vroom, vroom, vroom. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Are you like, and he goes, Oh, you know, I'm whatever right there. And any, any, and any, uh, and so he stands up to go over and close the door and we're just wrapping things up and he goes, Oh my gosh, he goes there, there, there was like, I don't know, 200 people, you know, protesting, like they closed the street down and they're marching at him at his condo. So I'm like, bring me over there. So he grabs his laptop and brings me over there and kind of films it so that I could see the whole thing going down. It was crazy for a while. But, yeah, Minnesota was the, uh, you know, down there where everything happened. I drive a lot uh, around a lot for my, my day job, and it's just disgusting. But it's, it's all because our, our mayor and our governor just completely shit the bed. They're just absolutely whatever. How close
2: are you? How close are you to Minneso- Minneapolis?
1: Oh, you know if I was to drive, uh, you know, in average traffic, I'm probably I can get there in 30 minutes probably. I'm 30 oh, so minutes. You're close. West, you know, but it I live in the uh uh it's a nicer suburb. I live on the dumpier side of the nice suburb, but um they they'd never get out here, you know. I would, because while well, we do have a bus station, so that's
0: I did go to Minneapolis. So you got that. Yeah, they can take I, a bus and I can went to that.
1: Minnesota
2: I went to Minnesota as a child. Well, as a teenager,
1: my neighbor,
2: my neighbor was friends with Wade Boggs who played for the Red Sox. Sure. And he took me to a game and to meet Wade Boggs. He was going to the game. I had to sit in that dump of a dome where the seats are you, Jennifer, you're facing because it was built for football.
1: Well, the mute button works. How cool is that? Oh, that's so fun. Do you think he knows?
0: Oh, that was the best thing ever.
2: Can you imagine that, Jennifer?
0: Oh my gosh. How painful that was.
2: Man. Jennifer, this stadium was built to for football, I'm assuming. But home plate is to your right. So you're sitting in a seat facing this way, but your whole body has to turn like this to watch the stupid game.
1: Hey, it's not our fault you had shitty seats.
2: Yeah. Some so,
0: money. so I don't I don't really feel that bad because I literally sat in the shittiest seat at Fenway.
2: Yeah, behind the
0: pole. I sat behind the <laughs> fucking pole, which was behind third base. Yeah. And when I because it was a, you know, obstructed view. And we had bought obstructed view before. And usually it's like, oh, the the little the ceiling comes out a little bit. You might have, you know, a little bit of um <laughs> The outfield is a little bit, can't see it. No, no. Sat down, pole, directly <laughs> in front of me. And it was like this. Pole, great game. Pole, great game.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that how it was, is. You saved a lot of money on your ticket.
0: Yeah, they actually don't sell those tickets anymore. Nope. They got rid of them, the, the, the pole no. tickets.
1: I was, in, oh. I was in that shitty Metrodome one time uh, for a Monday night game. We were playing Tampa Bay. And my buddy that worked with me said, Hey, I got some tickets. You want to go? Oh, yeah, I'll go, you know, and whatever. And they they like I could touch the Teflon. We were just about to the top of the the top of the top. And it was a Monday night game. And the people that have season tickets that close to the top, those are the real fucking fans. So they started drinking at noon. And I saw two people throughout the course of a three-hour game fall down the steps. Like they buy a Coke and they bring their own booze. I mean, these people are hammered. I had more fun watching them. I couldn't even see the game. I don't know what the hell they're looking at. I mean, you need like theater yeah, glasses to see the game. I'm like, I'm leaving. This is dumb. Boop 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 boop, boop down the steps they go. What?
2: But Ooh. your new state, your new stadium's got to be gorgeous to look at to see from they, the outside.
1: They both are. Our baseball stadium is one of the one of the best. I uh, I had season tickets uh, for the first few years they opened it, and. uh and then my kids got out of baseball and I kind of left, you know, lost interest in it. But I, I have heard, though, that maybe I'm going to be having Justin Morneau on my podcast, so I might have to get back into baseball.
2: Yeah, good. Um, right, yeah.
1: A, but that football stadium is, right. uh, I got a, a contractor tickets to the football stadium when they built it, so they let all the contractors in there. And then I've been there for, like, go for football, and I've watched some baseball in there. It's really cool, but I, I, I can't justify spending that much money to go to a game. The tickets are so expensive. For a football game. And now with the uh Democratic governor we have, nobody gets to go to any games. Yeah. So.
2: And nobody is. But I do have. So I have friends and he's actually been on our show. Jeremy is a huge Viking fan. A, a bunch of my friends are huge Viking fans. So get, re- get ready to hit the mute button because let's go back to the 15 in one season because <laughs> I loved that season so much because the Patriots sucked back then and they used to bust my balls so much for it. And I'm watching the game with them. And when he missed that field goal, his only field goal, Jennifer, he missed all year long. He missed it in the championship game, I believe.
1: Was that Gary Anderson?
2: Gary Anderson. He missed a 36 yard field goal, uh, an easy one to win the game. And they. Didn't go to the Super Bowl after finishing. Now, 15th. is that
0: where they get that? Now, is that where they put the ball into the basket or it, is it um, hot chick? Is, problems. is it something? Different?
1: Yep.
2: These are first world hot chick problems.
1: Yep. That's what they are. Ball she knows in what we're talking basket. about. Yep. They uh, yeah, that was a tough year. But I don't know if you got the memo or not, but there's a Patriot team that sucks ass this year. And I don't know. Uh,
2: listen, oh, 20 years. We could never complain. Twenty years of greatness. Every year for the last twenty years, I had a chance to go to the Super Bowl every single year, and I've been with this team since they sucked with Grogan. And I follow them faithfully, and I believe in Bill Belichick.
1: You know what? I I'm I watch
0: that. Wake my husband up for the rest of this podcast, and I'll be back, right back.
1: <laughs> hey, there's got to be a sports section, okay?
0: I, I'm fine Suck with it that. up.
1: Suck it up. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, if if we were actually playing baseball, I would be right there with you. Football, are you are you a, uh,
1: a big baseball gal?
0: I, I I love baseball. I'll go to every game. Really? Yep. Huh. I used Me- to when I when I lived in Boston. I was walking distance to Fenway. I was there all the time.
1: Boy, you talk about a stadium that looks like a big pile of shit.
2: No, it's beautiful. But no, it's beautiful.
0: It's, gorgeous
1: it's it, a blast I, I i brought my wife my i took my wife to uh what was that martha's vineyard up there or something or nantucket or some shit
2: yeah that's closer cape to cod. me than her
1: we I, really. I went to cape cod that's what it was and, I, and we and we flew into boston and and the bruins happened to be in the stanley cup and it was like mayhem and i met two of the coolest people ever who want yeah there's two big there's two big uh, resorts uh, in, uh, in Cape Cod. One of them is the Chatham, Chatham Bars Inn, and the other one is some other one. And one of these gals' family owned the one, and one of these gals, uh, she was a nanny for the people uh, who lived at the other one. And so they gave us every hotspot, everywhere to go, everything to do. It was the coolest thing ever. But the next day, when we got up, we went over, we were going to go to Fenway, and I was going to get tickets and go see a game. And we walked up, and I'm like, god i don't know this is
2: sketch, <laughs>
1: sketchy like
2: you it's know, experience yeah it's, and it, you
1: feel it it's, it's old.
0: awesome
1: I, and it, it's I, old. I, I kicked myself ever since because i didn't i didn't you know I, I, at times i'm cheap and i just wasn't gonna spend the money and i kind of wish i would have i ate a shitty pretzel and had a beer across the street at some establishment but i i wish i would have gone like- that's like like I was, in, cask, I was in, the old Yankee Stadium the, before they the, tore the it cask down. And the Casken
0: Flagon. The
2: Casken Flagon.
1: Is that where I was?
2: Went. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Casken cask Flagon. That's right at the corner.
2: That's I, where all uh, the players go after the game, too.
1: I worked for uh, some of your uh, mob relatives for a little while, uh, doing some real estate stuff. And I, and I when my, when my little, when my, well, my oldest dude, when I, when I said when he was young, I'm like, hey, when you turn sixteen, I'm going to take you to New York. You know, I want you to see New York. Da 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 da. And of course they never forget. So he turned 16 and we're going to New York and the twins happened to be playing the Yankees that weekend. So these uh, Italian dudes that I was working with, they're like, let me get you some tickets. And we had like full weight staff, all this shit. And it was in the old Yankee stadium. So we go in there to the, the stadium and I'm looking around and I'm like, God, this feels so small. Like it it just felt small. And I haven't been to the new one yet, but I bought myself a a, a Jersey and I brought it home and I'm like, I can't wear this shit. I got, you know, I can't, I can't diss my twins like that. No. So I, I tried wearing never. it one day to mow the lawn and I couldn't.
2: Can I tell you an anti-Yankee story that revolves around me?
1: From a Boston guy, probably.
0: Revolves well, there's a reason. You? I kind of have to believe, Fred.
2: Well, there's a reason. In 1977, I my little league team was did a trip to Yankee Stadium, old Yankee Stadium, Reggie Jackson, all the guys there. So I go, my mother gives me 20 bucks. I buy the helmet for the Minnesota twins, the white, purple. And because I didn't have a team, you know, the colored one. It had colors at the time in the seventies, It had a purple or something. It was attractive to a young, little boy. So I buy it from a guy pushing a carriage, right? He's pushing a shopping carriage. I'm cheering like a little kid. <laughs> and the guy behind me pours his beer in it and dyes his cigar out in it really so ever ever since then i hate the yankees so you flash forward to my son being born i name my son wade after wade boggs i name him wade carroll is his name when he's one years old wade boggs gets traded to the yankees i have my son's name legally changed did you really yeah <laughs> anthony wade scott because scott cooper took over at third base for wade boggs now his name's anthony wade scott carroll and this kid could give two fucks about baseball
1: thanks dad
2: but that's my story <laughs> that's how much no kid of mine will ever be named and you after wonder again.
0: why he keeps people in his basement
1: yes oh boy i hate to say <laughs> i'm getting timed out again uh we yeah. gotta wrap this up anyway it's uh way past my curfew um but, hey, uh, maybe, hey, Fred, maybe you could mention your podcast or where people can find you. I don't think anybody uh, has heard that yet.
2: So you can find Within the Head of Fred podcast or the Cinephiles Flashback podcast on Apple or anywhere you go. But if you want to find the link, you can go to FredHeads.com. You can find every book that Jennifer has written at AuthorJenniferField.com. Or you could find anything on me at FredCarroll.com. Make sure you go. Make sure you subscribe, and we would be more than happy if you write a letter into this gentleman's show.
1: Send a letter. Give us your opinion. Send
2: letters. Everybody should be sending letters. Give opinions on a show, even if they're critical. We could only get better if you're telling us what we need to change.
1: Can you plug my shit, too, while you're at it? You're just so good at it. I'll be here.
2: (laughs) The DK
1: Project. Yeah! Sticking ass and taking names. All right, everybody. We gotta thank Jennifer Field and Fred Carroll. Give you the baseball announcer voice for coming in today. Check them out on all their Fred Head stuff and and go get those books and read about some paranormal romance. Come on.
0: Absolutely. Sex. (laughs)
1: Sex. (laughs) It's subliminal, (laughs) so people gotta have it. Um So, and and do subscribe, check out their podcast, give them a review, uh, subscribe and, uh, share with a friend, make sure everybody knows and everybody, uh, it's the one thing you can share with everybody. We taught, we learned that in, in middle school, which Fred is very familiar with back in 1987. So thanks again, everybody take care and we'll see you next week when the DK project rolls on. Thanks guys. That's it. That's the end.
0: That's a wrap. Read the shtick! That's a wrap for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can use the studio line at 612-504-6500 or by email, thedkprojectpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, there's always social media at the DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.